This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with Hogsports.com coming to you from just outside Bud Walton Arena where number 23 Arkansas just wrapped up a 58-48 to victory over number 16 Tennessee. Uh, just a, an incredible old-school backyard brawl. Uh, here in Fayetteville today, uh, fantastic game, two really good teams. Uh, the atmosphere was incredible, a red out. Shout out to the students, by the way, I'm, I'm standing outside the student entrance where this, a line was wrapped around this building a few hours ago. Uh, the students showed up, showed out, everybody did. It was a packed house. Uh, like I said, the red out was incredible. The crowd was fantastic again. Uh, man, the game was just an absolute slugfest. It really was from start to finish, you know, physical, defensive battle. It was back and forth, a lot of stops. Buckets were hard to come by in this game this evening. Uh, but I, I tell you what, you know, it was, it was close, it was back and forth. Nobody led by more than four points until Arkansas went on a spurt there at the end of the game uh, and held on for the victory. So, uh, you know, Jalen Williams, huge double-double, 13 points, 16 rebounds, he said he should have had 20. He had 10 rebounds at halftime, so maybe so. Uh, but four charges, and it's just incredible that he continues to do that. I think his charge counter is up to 41 now. Uh, <laughs> the thing about a charge is, in my opinion, it's more important than a block. It's a better stat than a block because there's no opportunity for a second chance, uh, a weird pickup, and, and a layup for the team. You see him get it after getting a shot block sometimes. And a charge is a foul. And that loomed large in this game because Arkansas did a very nice job. Now, Razorbacks had some foul trouble themselves, but they did a nice job of getting Tennessee's guards into foul trouble. And some of that was because Jalen Williams was stepping over and taking those charges, especially in the first half. So that was huge. I mean, 13 and 16, come on, man. I mean, just a big double-double for Jalen Williams. He, and he did it all. He was driving it again, uh, getting to the rim. He's really looking comfortable with his spin move off of the bounce now. Uh, knocked down a mid-range jumper. Really a nice game for Jay Will. Uh, you know, J.D. Note, 13 points. He hit three three-pointers. Uh, he was in lots of foul trouble. He missed the last eight and a half of the first half. Uh, Arkansas kind of held on there by defense. Uh, led 25 to 24, I, I think, or 24 to 23, one or the other at halftime, one-point game. Uh, so they had to defend, and offense was hard to come by with him off the floor in the first half. Uh, he picked up his, his fourth foul in, in the second half, and, and Arkansas kind of exploded, if you can say that, in a game where both teams scored under 60 points, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, you know, Devo and Chris Likes were both big off the bench, knocked down some big shots, uh, made some plays, defended, uh, took care of the basketball, which I thought was a, a big deal, um, given how, how good Tennessee is when it comes to steals uh, and generating turnovers. Uh, and, you know, and then you had a couple guys like Aldis Tony and Stanley Mude who struggled on the offensive end. You know, this is a night where both teams shot under 30% in the first half, just over 30%, I believe, for the game. Uh, you know, the shots weren't necessarily falling, but both of those guys were tremendous 
on the defensive end of the floor, you couldn't take him out of the game. So well done by both of those guys. Um, you know, usually I'll write a, a five takeaway story uh, to publish right after the game. I did the gamer today. We had Andrew Ellis, who usually does that. He was over covering baseball. Uh, so I took care of the gamer. So instead of writing it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to you right here. My five takeaways from this game. Uh, number one was just the atmosphere. You know, uh, not only was it a packed house, a big crowd for, for a big top 25 matchup, uh, there was a lot of pageantry surrounding this one, right? You had a lot of the pro hogs back, uh, some of Musselman's former players who are in the league now. We're talking Bobby Portis, Daniel Gafford, Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones, Justin Smith, the Martin Twins, Moses Moody. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was kind of a Gucci row uh, right there at the front. You know, they had uh, five former Razorbacks announce the starting lineup for Arkansas before the game, which I thought was really awesome. So it could be easy, you know, especially given that, to, to maybe not be quite as focused on the game as you normally would be. But Arkansas didn't flinch, and I thought it was really impressive how they came out, you know, locked in on the defensive end of the floor. They weren't caught up in all the bright lights surrounding the game, uh, and then ultimately that helped them pull away there at the end. They wound up using the crowd as an advantage, and, and it was loud, it was rowdy, the atmosphere was good. The rest got the business, as they should have. I mean, it was a, it was a physical game back and forth, uh, but some of the calls, particularly the fifth foul that was called on J.D. Note, I listen. I don't know about that one. So, uh, but the crowd gave them the business, and then when Arkansas went on their spurt, uh, it almost knocked the roof off of Bud Walton Arena. It was really impressive. Uh, defense, man, listen, Tennessee uh, is, is also a very good defensive team. I think they're fourth in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm, but they can score it too, and they really have been since they've gone to their three-guard backcourt with Ziegler, Kennedy Chandler, and, and Vescovy. Arkansas held them to 40 eight points that's absurd 48 points 27 percent shooting from the field 17 percent from three forced 15 turnovers talked about Vescovi he was their leading scorer they held him to seven points on two of 13 shooting one of nine from three that is lockdown suffocating defense against the top 20 team in the country as my coin phrase goes that's good stuff right there. Very nice job on the defensive end by Arkansas. Uh, third takeaway, ball security. Musselman talked about it before the game, how good that Tennessee backcourt was at generating steals and converting in transition and, and taking care of the basketball is going to be a big deal for Arkansas. It was a low assist game. I think Arkansas only wound up with seven or eight assists, but they only had 10 turnovers against a team that's forcing about 17 per game. And when you consider, you know, Arkansas really doesn't typically, especially in their starting lineup, have a lot of ball handlers on the floor. Uh, and then you have Note saddled with foul trouble. Uh, for Arkansas to limit their turnovers with Devo and with Chris Like stepping up, K.K. Robinson came in uh, even with the foul trouble for about a three-and-a-half-minute stretch at the end of the first half. Uh, and he did a nice job of just maintaining, taking care of the ball, getting the offense in a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, so great job with the ball security by Arkansas. Next takeaway, the run, okay? This, this was a slugfest, okay? And it was jab, hook, jab, hook. Both teams kind of trading punches. There was no separation. Like I said, nobody led by more than four points uh, for about more than 30 minutes of that basketball game. You felt like if one team was able to put together a run, it didn't have to be anything crazy, but a little bit of a run, a little bit of a spurt, uh, that that was gonna be the difference in the game. And Arkansas was able to land that haymaker 
and ultimately pull away. And it was interesting, you know, Note picked up his fourth foul with Arkansas leading by two. I think there's about six and a half minutes left. And then Arkansas goes on a 7-0 run uh, with those guys that I mentioned from the bench. Devo sticks one of his two threes. Chris Likes comes up with a steal. He gets back in transition, gets fouled, knocks down a pair of free throws. Next thing you know, it's just a mini 7-0 run. But all of a sudden, Arkansas is up 51-42. to Nine-point lead. There's still time to go. But in a game that's been so low scoring and such a defensive battle, that nine-point lead felt like 20 at that point. It allowed Arkansas really to kind of Milk the clock a little bit. Chris Likes was like a one-man press breaker out there. They converted at the free throw line. They continued to get stops, and they won the basketball game. And then my final takeaway, listen, the Hogs are legit. Okay, they're legit. And, and it's interesting to me uh, that this is a team, you know, that coming into this game had won 10 out of 11 games. They would won 8 out of 9 in, in SEC play. You know, beat a West Virginia team in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. They've knocked off LSU on the road. They knocked off number one Auburn at home. And there's still some people doubting them a little bit, looking, looking at their resume. Oh, um, you got this many quad one wins and this many uh, quad two wins. You got two quad three losses in December. Whatever, okay? This is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. And they just proved it against another one of the hottest teams in the country. Tennessee came in on an eight game SEC winning streak and Arkansas proved it against them on ESPN, on national television, on a day where the, the top 16 seeds came out, projected for the NCAA tournament, and Tennessee was on it. And it's a lot of buzz around them, and Arkansas knocked them off. They're 21-6 at this point. They're 10-4 in the SEC, up into third place. And yeah, the, the rest of this schedule is difficult, okay? but Arkansas can manage it because they defend at such a high level. Really, really impressive job by the Razorbacks. Uh, on an aside, okay, uh, everything else is going on, and it's interesting, you know, we talk so much about Arkansas's 2022 signing class, five guys in the top 100, according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, you got two five stars in Nick Smith Jr. and Jordan Walsh, the number two class in the country, it's stacked, right? There's one five-star prospect left on the board in the 2022 class. It's Anthony Black, 6'7", point guard out of Duncanville in Texas. He visited on an official back for Must Bus Mania, that Georgia Southern football game. Uh, you know, it, it's felt like Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, even the G League have kind of been out in front in this. But Arkansas has just been lurking behind the scenes. He's had some eligibility stuff going on, no, no, no fault of his own. But he's been battling that. It's kind of maybe delayed the decision-making process a little bit. But Arkansas has remained persistent. They've hung, on, hung in there. And all of a sudden, you got Anthony Black and his mom, his family, in Bud Walton Arena to witness everything I just talked about today. Student section gave him an ovation when he came in. He felt the love. He was able to experience where he could potentially play his college basketball next season. There's no way that's not a very, very good thing for Arkansas here. Okay, so we'll see what happens with the ultimate decision, but Arkansas helped themselves with this cause today. Very good stuff. Jordan Walsh, talking about him, he was also in the house, saw him having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Moses Moody, you love to see it. Uh, so just all around, uh, I mean, a pretty darn good day to be a Razorback fan, right? You get a top 25 win for the basketball team. Baseball bounces back, they got a dub. Andrew Ellis has that covered uh, for us at over at Hog Sports. And, you know, now 
Arkansas turns the page. They've got a road test on Tuesday night. They're going to Florida. And Florida's been a bubble team. They've kind of been desperate uh, for, for you know, some resume victories, try to get themselves back over the hump. They've been inconsistent. Uh, interesting thing about them, they knocked off Auburn at home tonight. So Arkansas kind of had a grinder. You wonder uh, you know, how they're going to be feeling here with kind of a, a short turnaround. Florida just did the same thing. They just picked up a big emotional win at home. I, I, somebody told me in the, in the press conference room that they stormed the court uh, after beating Auburn. I, I kind of lifted my eyebrows. We were all beside Jalen Williams before he started his press conference, and he just kind of went, well, can't blame him. Well, that's true. Uh, so that's going to be a really interesting matchup. Florida's good. Colin Castleton's a beast inside. That matchup with him and Jalen Williams is going to be a fun one to watch. J.D. Note versus Tyree Appleby, two high-volume scoring guards. So I'm excited for that one. Tuesday night at 6 o'clock uh, in Gainesville. Arkansas hasn't won at Florida since 1995. That is insane. Nolan Richardson days. Are you kidding me? But it's like Jay Will said after the game, we aren't those teams. And they're going to take it the one game at a time approach. Florida's up next. And they're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready to roll. I'm done betting against this Arkansas team. I think they're capable of anything at this point, whether it's on the court, in recruiting. Uh, what Eric Musselman and his staff have done with this group uh, and this program has been fantastic. I hope you guys are enjoying it. I'm certainly enjoying the ride. I, I got approved for my credentials for the SEC tournament. I'm heading to Tampa in a, in a couple weeks. I feel pretty good about Arkansas getting that double bye, especially if they maybe pick off uh, you know, one or two more wins here in a row. And then it's NCAA tournament, baby. We'll see where we wind up. But a fantastic night here in Fayetteville from Bud Walton Arena. Uh, appreciate you guys following along as always. Again, this has been Curtis Wilkerson with Hog Sports. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.